Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Local sport from your local team. This is Charlton Live. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his own sweet song. Wake up, wake up, you sleepy head, get up, get up, get out of bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red, live, love, love and be happy, what if I be blue, now I'm walking through fields of flowers. But still I listen for us and us I'm just a kid again Doing what I did again Singing a song When the red, red robin comes Bob, bob, bobbing along Football for a fiver yesterday, but somehow I still feel shortchanged. Welcome to Charlton Live. Good evening, welcome to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. My name is Louis Mendes, and on tonight's show, we will be looking back at yesterday's uh, 2 0 defeat here at the Valley. At home to Shrewsbury Town. Joining me in the studio to do just that is uh, our very own resident chef, Mark Newbury. How are you doing, Mark? We're doomed, doomed, <laughs> I tell you. Yeah. Are you alright, though, other than that? Other than yeah. being doomed? Yeah. yeah, apart from that, yeah, yeah. fine, thank you. Yeah. It's one of those questions, are you alright if you don't think about football? Then, yeah. If I don't think about football, I'm happy as Larry. Yeah, so. but yeah, it's like a weird addiction, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> very destructive in our lives. And joining the pair of us, the grand old man of Chot and I, how are you doing, Tell? I've never been good at picking straws. <laughs> I definitely drew the short straw coming yeah. in here. Mm. Apart from apart from the lovely food, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously tonight we're going to be clutching at straws as we try and work out. <laughs> well, I think we should spend the evening. Uh, forget forget nothing happened yesterday. Honestly, nothing happened at all. Worth talking about. Uh, whether, whereas the food, whether it will snow, that's always a topic. Mm. I think we, talk, we, we must be able to talk about snow for two hours. Surely well, we might be able to get away with not watching Charlton this weekend if it snows enough as well. Actually, oh, <laughs> yeah, get, get your dancing shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, on tonight's show. 
Um, with, like I said, we will be looking back at yesterday's 2-0 defeat at home to Shrewsbury. You'll be pleased to know that I accidentally wiped to the highlights, so you won't be able to hear those. <laughs> uh, but we will hear our exclusive interview with Carl Robinson, who talks about yesterday's game. Uh, and then we're going to hear a lot from you guys, I think, tonight. I'll put out a few topics on, on Twitter throughout the afternoon. But we want to know, of course, what you made of yesterday's uh, game. Uh, why why do we always bottle it in front of the football for a fibre crowd? Is that just a coincidence? Because we bottle it most weeks anyway. Do we though? I know we've done it the last few, mm. but I'd be interested to know what it was like. I mean, how many how long have we been doing this? We've been doing this since pretty much the promotion season. It's, I think I'd well, like to know the seasons before that. Actually, somebody, think, I'm yeah. sure somebody does. There's bound to be people with stats out there. From, from memory, I can think of two that we've won. The last few I know we've lost, haven't we? Well, I think we've definitely lost, lost the last four. four. Yeah. So if you've got a reason for why that might be, let us know. Uh, we're also going to so put out our record against the top 10 this season because in particular if we are going to make the playoffs then we'll be playing someone within that top 10 most likely um, and our record isn't great we've played uh, 11 games against the current top 10 we've won 2 drawn 3 and lost 6 so I want to know why you think our record against these better teams in League 1 isn't so great uh, and what we can do to sort of try and turn that around as we carry on uh, this season um, also yesterday to try and lighten the mood a little bit there was a big brawl at the end um, Josh McGuinness come flying in to get involved with a bit of pushing and shoving end up getting a yellow card for his troubles uh, so I want to know what your favourite brawl is uh, <laughs> involving Charlton players preferably but if you have one elsewhere uh, in the world of football it has to be on the pitch it doesn't have to be fans oh, there'll, there'll yeah. only be one that people remember yeah. the, the, there's one that everybody's going to remember yeah everyone, everyone's going to know that was he reviewed to at the Hales Flanagan game oh I was there alright so we'll, we'll definitely talk about that later um, <laughs> I'm slightly too young for that. I know I look <laughs> older <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, I'll take that. Yeah, okay. And uh, so, so let us know what your favourite brawls are. And finally, our player in focus this evening, uh, Sully Kai Khan, known from Crystal Palace, has now uh, made three starts in a Charlton shirt. So I think you know, start time to start sort of uh, judging how well he's done so far. So that's another thing we're going to talk about later on in the show. So all of these things uh, you can get in contact with us about. You can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at Charlton Live. You can head over to the Charlton Life Forum. There's a thread on there for tonight's show. There's also a separate thread on there for the brawls. Uh, there's plenty of brawls on there that we're going to talk thread. about. Yeah, there's a brawl. I started a brawl thread. Uh, so if you want to talk about a brawl, get involved with that, uh, either on Twitter uh, on or on the Charlton Live Forum, or let's say studio at charltonlive.co.uk. So, uh, tell uh, as I said no highlights because I accidentally wiped the second half I could have played the first half the, you could play the first five six minutes yeah. seven max and then, then that's it and the penalty yeah. save that's quite oh. fun as well but yeah, yeah. yeah other maybe. than <laughs> other than the first five minutes I think it's fair to say that we uh, got our backsides handed to us we got beaten up we got bullied we got beaten up they uh, they just dictated from the first seven I, I mean I don't know if it's true and other people will, will be able to tell I'm just um, I spent yesterday um it's depressing, isn't it, when you spend all night looking back over it and it's like, where did it go wrong type stuff. But yeah. I did spend, spend a bit of time thinking about what happened because the first five or six minutes, I was probably as rocking as I've, I've heard the Valley. I mean, obviously, we had 17,500 in there. It was brilliant. We were at them. We had three really good chances. Their keeper pulled off a couple of save, good saves. And I'm thinking, wow, this could be it. You know, this could be a really good game. And then Kaikai got kicked up in the air. Uh, by Bolton, who, got, who then got taken off. But uh, the moment, not quite immediately afterwards, but within two minutes of that restart, we didn't we, we didn't restart. I don't mm. think. I think they the went up. The I think the, the, the penalty came within a couple of minutes after that, didn't it? I think within uh, something like three or four minutes. Wasn't much longer, yeah, five maybe five or six that. minutes. Yeah. Um, and I don't know whether it's because Kaiko got kicked up in the air, he stopped playing. He seemed to go anonymous after that. Uh, quite hard. Whether he took a knock, I don't know. Uh, I'm still bemused why he didn't get taken out of it rather than Marshall personally, but mm. um, that uh, I'm sure there might be reasons for that. Uh, but it just seemed like um, after we didn't uh, get get those first three chances, 
and that's happened to us before but it normally lasts more than seven seven minutes but mm-hmm. um, I think the fact that they kicked us uh, that tackle should have I mean he should have been booked no question I know he got taken out um, for injury but he should have been booked Kaiko was in the penalty area or would have been in the penalty area I should say uh, and clearing uh, to pick a pass if necessary or even have a shot so the fact that he, uh, that guy stopped him doing it he just wiped him out it's mm. got to be a yellow card I don't know what time of the game it is it's got to be a yellow card and then there were a couple of other little niggly ones as well where through the back uh, I'm trying to think who it was who went through the back who kept going through the back of uh, of our players and didn't get pulled up once I'm trying to think who it was it was their midfield player I'm trying to think was it who Nolan? it was John um, it, no it wasn't Nolan he was um, he, he had a bit more about him Nolan I think I think it might have been Godfrey I'm trying to remember who it was but mm. forgive me I can't um but he never got pulled on. Rodman was always was quite a, um, a little niggly little player as well. And you know the referee just kept letting them go away with it for the first quarter of an hour. And I think once they got that penalty, all right, they missed it. And you're thinking then when they missed it, this is our chance. You know we've got to be up for this now. I mean it was how oh, we missed that second header. I'll never know. <laughs> by the way, but you know, good enough saving that Amos stayed big, so he got his legs to it, which is which is what a keeper's supposed to do, I suppose. But. You'd think after that, that would lift us and maybe deflate them a bit, but it almost seemed to have the opposite effect. Mm. They just kept coming at us, wouldn't let us settle. Uh, by all accounts, we just forgot the game plan that was in place in the first place. Mm. What it was, I'm not entirely sure. Um, and I think after a quarter of an hour, you can almost see it. I think it was a fairly even first half without really, we couldn't get back into the game. Mm. I don't think it was, it was um, the writing was on the wall. Yeah, it's not been too many times this season, Mark, that we've seen a team come to the valley and do that to us and just completely outplay us. I think other than the Wigan performance, I mean, that's the only time I've seen us completely outplayed at home this season that I can remember. Yeah, I think we probably made um, Shrewsbury look better than we actually were. I mean, we deserved everything we didn't get yesterday, really. Um, but I think first five, like I say, agree, first five minutes of excessive and 85 minutes of just despondency and confusion. And it, you know we we struggled. I think they they pushed us very high up. They they pushed for midfield up. They pushed for back four up, and we couldn't get out of our own half. And it seemed to be what worked so well for us at um, Milton Keynes. You know the triangle. You know it just didn't work. And I, I've I've got a feeling that Aribo didn't really have anyone to mark, and he looked a little lost sometimes, just being behind Josh and thinking he he didn't know where to go. And I think if that doesn't work, I mean, the manager's got to see. He, he, he wasn't really doing much in the first half and change it. I've got to ask a question. I don't know if you found it strange. The first, when we were playing well, the first five or seven minutes, what we, what we found um, their weakness was turning round. So they were pressing us so high. Yeah. Little chip balls over the top. I mean, uh, we had a couple of chances there um, where we didn't let them settle in. We let them have the ball in defence and let them push up to us at virtually on the halfway line take the ball off them and then chip the ball over the top and mm. we turned them to quite a few times in that first five or seven minutes and I'm thinking that's a good game plan you know yeah. they're, they're clearly uh, leaving a, a decent amount of space behind it then we just stopped doing it yeah, but the point the thing that I didn't understand is if we're going to play that way you've got to have more than Josh McGuinness up front mm. so I mean, you've got to be able to support that more if you're just putting balls behind them and into space the gap between Josh McGuinness and, and anybody else is too much you can't do it with that because Carl did mention actually there's uh, about trying to play over their press so that's exactly what he's talking about chipping it over can't play, do that playing one it up front long, them, can you? well I mean he, I don't think it he obviously felt that he could uh, and it seems to be working in the first five minutes but I, I, 
it's hard to put your finger on why it changed so dramatically after that first five minutes as well. Because I mean, I've, I, honestly, I've never seen us so dominant in, at the start, but then completely lose it after that. Well, the first the first chance which fell to Jake, you're thinking hit it first time. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 good at passing the ball into the net, and you don't know what what he saw or why he stuttered, and so they cleared it. And then the next one, you know, Josh has had a good head of their goalies make a good save, and Joe's followed it up from the other side, and again, sort of like a good save. And like you say, even after that, five minutes for tackle, penalty, and you do wonder actually. I mean, I, I, I still think they, you know, they they bullied us, they kicked us up in the end, we didn't get any protection through that. But when you consider the goal they scored, the first one, the second one was was a gimme. You know, again, we just didn't follow follow men. But that first one was out of nowhere. You know, mm. you didn't expect Rodman. To pick that up, I mean, I think it was. Uh, I mean, how many times did um, uh, Cashy give the ball away yesterday? By the way, um, and I'm pretty sure he, it was his fault that he lost the ball in that area down our right hand side, mm. and that Roman just picked it up and spanked it. I mean, nobody was expecting that, to be yeah. honest. And Super so strike. it was a great strike. But I mean, how many times would he do that? If that hadn't have gone in, would it have ended up a stalemate? I'm not sure. Maybe. Um, I mean, are we over? Critical because you know once that strike went in, maybe every, everybody lost it. Yeah, I mean because you expect a much better reaction from us as well, but the reaction never came. And in fairness, the reaction to our to the, how the game turned after the first ten minutes never came. We never reacted to the way that they started to to outplay us. No, we, we never saw we'll anything that. in that. No. Even after after that first ten minutes, we never saw anything that made it that made me think at half time. I remember saying, you know, Shrewsbury have been much the better side, and I think no one would have seen any different to that. No, I mean to go in at half time nil nil. I mean, thanks thanks to a penalty save. I think was quite amazing, really. Um, but when it came out, you're thinking, right, second half, maybe he's organised and better, maybe he's got them to do something. And second half, you're thinking, only one team came out in that second half and it wasn't us. Is that about character? I don't know. I mean, we, we haven't got, really, when you think about it, we got some good players, don't get me wrong. We got some, you know, and I'd, I'd question anybody to say, if you looked at our, our players, you'd put them in. I think most other teams would have most of our players. I'm not talking about the lone players, by the way, and Gyro, by the way. But, um, what we haven't got is that steel. You know, that, that horrible player you want in the midfield. We had Danny Ollens back in the day, you know, when we were in this league and, and mm. lost it. We haven't got that style of player, I don't think. Well, you'd think you'd expect Cashy to be there. He's a combative midfielder at times. He gives the ball away a bit. We, we saw yesterday, but he, he, he doesn't mind a challenge. Forster Caskey likes to get back as well, but they certainly didn't seem to be doing much of it yesterday. They were bullied in that, in that central midfield. Cashy tends to spend his time patrolling in front of our back four. Uh, and sort of therefore I mean that's not an exclusive um, statement by the way he does get her out but um, I thought Danny Ollers was much more uh, forward thinking not forward thinking that's the wrong phrase but he, he tackled further up the pitch than I think Cashy does uh, what did you make of the team news before the start of the game so obviously uh, we saw Jason Pierce coming back in his first start since mid-December in place of, of Patrick Bauer now you know I'm a big, big fan of Jason but I think um, it, it very much felt like his first start since mid-December yesterday it did, yeah. he, he, looked, he looked fresh and he didn't look to his normal standard um, I can understand obviously with Paddy being out last week getting a hit to the backside mm. why he w- wasn't going to come back in but you know we've seen other players who have been out injured come straight back into the team you know, maybe it would have been better to start with Bauer but I, I don't think the end result would have been any different um, but I think sometimes Bauer's got a touch more about dri- dribbling the ball forward and then passing it I think Pierce is looking for a pass look for sideways he's not going to take it to the halfway line 
Um, he, he didn't look to his his normal standard yesterday, Pierce. I mean, there's not one of them who can hold their hands up and I'd say. Agree with I think, that. I think if Jason Pierce was going to pick a game to come back in, he wouldn't have picked that one mm. because um, uh, you know Morris. Was, I think it was, wasn't it? This um, their centre forward, good yeah. player, really good hold up player. Um, big, physical, strong, and and he gave uh, Jason Pierce a tough game. Mm. Uh, I think he would have eaten Bauer alive personally. Yeah. So I think, uh, and you know, I, I agree with you, Mark, about the dribbling out of defence. Bauer likes to do that. It would have been suicidal if we tried that yesterday. You know, it was bad enough as it was. If we'd have, if we'd have tried to dribble out of defence anymore, that would have probably been picked off four or five. I think um, Jason Pierce looked nervous because I think he knew he was up against a player that's going to give give him hard times. His first game back for a while. Um, yeah, it was a baptism of fire for him, but uh, I still would have put him in first uh, uh, as, as opposed to Paddy. And I like Paddy, don't get me wrong, but um, I think we'd have been eaten alive yesterday at back four if, if he'd have been played. The other change, of course, was, was Marshall coming back in with, with Ben Reeves returning to the bench. Now, I had, I had a couple of people tweeting me during the game that they felt that Reeves could have, should have kept his place yesterday. I mean, did, did you think that? I can see why you'd say that. I think Marshall gives us a bit more defensively. Um, whether that's a good thing or not at home I'm, I, I tend to I'm, I'm sort of in the camp where I mean I like Ben Reeves I think he's a good player but I don't think he's really shown us that yet not totally for whatever reason and uh, and I think uh, I think Mark Marshall's actually played quite well in the last few weeks I, I, I didn't think he should have been brought off yesterday either actually mm. Uh, so that start then that lightning start I mean what what was it that we were doing right in that in that opening spell because that really did all, for that first five minutes you're suddenly thinking right here we go this is big crowds cold day but it's sun shining you know the, we're creating these chances we could have easily been tuning up within the first three minutes I mean what what, what was going so well in the, in the opening stages I just think we caught them cold like other teams have caught us cold from the first five minutes um, you know crisp passing movement um, like I say, we, we managed to get behind their full backs, get the crosses over quick, and it was just a faster reaction. And, you know, I think after those first five minutes we hadn't scored, whether something went through and went, oh, it's not going to be our day, you know, and the head will drop, um, it goes on from there. I'm not sure, yeah, I'm not sure anything, any one thing happened. I, I, I still believe that Kai Kai stopped playing after he got kicked up and, yeah, uh, taken out on the edge of that penalty area. Um, I think. The first first ten minutes, I think I said it before, we chip balls over the top, making them turn, putting them on the back foot, facing their own goal. I thought that's why we uh, we were superior in the first, maybe even up to ten minutes. Um, but as soon as that penalty went in, as soon as they got not went in, as soon as they got the penalty, I should say, um, which I said it must have been around the quarter hour mark or just before. Um, I think uh, once that penalty was given away, all right, they didn't score it, but something changed. I don't, I, I, I don't, I can't put my finger on it. I don't know. Maybe it was because they got through us easy, and then suddenly doubt creeps into the players' minds. You know, oh, hold on, that thing we were doing in the first seven minutes isn't working now. Let's let's go back to the way we normally play, sideways football, trying to work it random, and that absolutely didn't work. <laughs> uh, yeah, the penalty came on seventeen minutes now. Now I'm going to have to take, oh, it? Okay. Uh, yeah, take everyone else's words uh, word for it because I, I was actually on air at the time, so I wasn't looking at the pitch. But apparently, it sounds like there was some sort of handball in, in the build-up, and then but as play continued. Having watched the the replay, it did look like a, a bit of a stone wall after after Conza's hold. No, I think there. it was a penalty. Actually, I mean, uh, I, I couldn't see the handball in as much as that the player who supposedly handball, which I think actually might have been Bolt, um, Bolt Nolan. Nolan. Yeah. Um, it was his back was to me, and I think it was Chris Solly was trying to play it out. It was a ridiculous ball to try and play, by the way, um, and it caught Nolan. Whether it caught me in the arm, I have no idea. Uh, um, Chris Solly seemed fairly convinced, mm. um, but Sergeant and the referee ignored it. Um, ball into the box. Uh, I think it was no again. No, just uh, into the box, and Conza just slipped over, 
And as soon as Conza starts slipping, no one's going to play for it. You just know he is. Yeah. And and I think he was their better, best player all game actually. Yeah, certainly one of them who seemed to run the game. They're quite they're, they're quite a bit of uh, especially down their right hand side. I felt that a couple of players down there seem to get involved quite a lot. Um, now it's uh, very rare we actually uh, see, see a penalty saved by a Charlton goalkeeper. It feels <laughs> like, uh, but we got that we got that luck yesterday. And then it was it was a, it, I, I'm not going to say it was the best penalty ever. It was a decent save. Vamos did what he had to do, and then the defense did. Again, they they got into the place to try and put him off with the rebound, and as you said earlier, tell how we missed that header that they came for crossbar. I think it might be forced to Kasky, who, um, yeah. who was the man back there putting him off. So you have got to give him credit for that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he should have scored that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think it was a good penalty. It was down the middle, mm. and Amos just kept his legs there. Yeah, uh, looked it up in here. Yeah, but just the, the way the when, when you get sort of like uh, a pick me up like that, like a penalty save, you, you do then expect that that will be the Philip. To lift the crowd and then to lift the team again. But That's it, but you know, lead, leaders on the pitch. We've we've said before, you know, you had Piercy back and Solly's supposed to be the captain. You know, there was no, there was nothing there, and it, it did honestly feel just just flat. And you know, Kakai just doesn't. I know he got clobbered, but he doesn't like to def- to defend, no. and so he's he's not helping back at all. And so they were going down that side and seemed to be overloading Jay. Sometimes and they've obviously looked, and we've conceded a few crosses from that side recently. So they've obviously seen that as a weakness of us, and thinking they're not going to get the help. And I, I, I don't know what it is with Kakai, whether he thinks he's too good for us, or you think he played for Shrewsbury last year, didn't he? So you mm. know he could have something to prove against them, but he just did, he didn't look up for it. And yeah. you know I'd I'd have, I'd have whipped him off at half time. Mm. Kai Kai is our player in focus if you want to have your say on uh, his performances so far we've had some uh, mixed reviews so far um, if you want to have your say on that email studio at charltonlive.co.uk tweet us at charltonlive got plenty of correspondence that's come flying in now after that penalty save in, in fairness I think it's we started to control possession but in terms of actual chances like the the first half seemed to peter out after after the last sort of you know the, fir- the first 20 minutes other than that volley that I think it was Morris had on the far post that he put off target. They, they, were, they were controlling play, but not not too much in terms no, of chances. Too, no, yeah. and, and that's what I was saying about. Uh, I think it might have ended up like a fairly stale nil nil had that wonder goal not come in because mm. um, I couldn't see them. They, I didn't see that they were creating a lot. They were stopping us playing. They were uh, balls up to Morris, hoping he'd hold it up and then create something from there. But I thought we'd uh, we'd coped with that up to a point mm. um, without actually then looking like we were going to do anything. Of course. Mm. But then you get that uh, that that strike and yeah. right into the top corner. Well, I think Shrewsbury certainly came out the the more determined it seemed at the start of the second yeah. half, and they had that a low cross that went into the area that sort of deflected. In the end, Amos was able to to grasp it at the second attempt, and then we had sort of a warning shot fired by Sean Wally uh, over on the far side to where we are in the West End, a left footed curler that sort of seemed to go almost across the face of goal and just uh, out of the far side. But it was only it was only a few minutes after that when, when Rodman got his goal. I mean, it was a superb goal. I mean, Amos got a hand onto it, do you think? He did. He, yeah. he, he got fingers to it and he was disappointed. But when you see it back, um, Cashy's missed a tackle and he's gone through him. And then Solly, instead of showing him outside, has let him come in. And once he's come inside and he's curled it, and I say Amos has literally got his fingertips to it and he thinks he's pushed it round. And when he sees it behind him in the net, his reaction... You know, you could see how disappointed he was. Mm. Cause he know, he, I think he thinks it was a savable shot. Mm. The so. trouble with that is, though, if, if you're Chris Solly, is that uh, you're playing a, a guy on uh, who should be left-footed. I think, he, I think he is Rodman, um, uh, but obviously two-footed now. <laughs> 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 so uh, so you, you, you're naturally trying to 
keep him off his favoured foot, assuming he is left footed. If he's right footed, then you're absolutely right. Mm. He's got to, he's got to keep him away from that right foot and see him out. But as a as a right back um, against a left foot a left winger, you normally want to show him inside because that's not normally his better foot so he can't do that sort of thing mm. clearly that was wrong well Red and White CAFC is just tweeting in saying Solly was backing off uh, for the first guy and he invited the shot I mean did you, did you feel that uh, was uh, if you remember I'm a, I, I, I agree with that but um, a lot of the time if you um, I, I always remember Alan Kerbisch always used to say it as well if you restrict the opposition to 25 yard shots hopeful punts I think you used to call them uh, then you're doing your job because how many of them will actually go in yeah now we can, yeah, this one did spanked in the top corner, but nine times out of ten they end up the back of back of the covered end or or going out for a throw in or judge me. So, um, I but it's virtually identical to the um, Scunthorpe away their first yeah, goal. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. And almost exactly the same position, right at the corner of that area. And these guys come in, bump top corner. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. And it's a carbon copy. And when you can concede carbon copy goals, that's when you got to look at right, what are we doing wrong. But that should. But I, I agree with you, by the way. But um, is that? I don't think that's Chris Solly's job. I mean, Chris Solly's job is to usher them inside, and then it's your midfield who take over. But obviously, Cash had just gone through and well, was still true. on his there backside, so no point. one else yeah. has come across. So that's the a, point. Uh, so Mark Marshall was uh, the one who made way on 57 minutes now for Fossey and obviously we know Fossey's still coming back from his uh, from his injury which is why he wasn't starting now tell you said you felt that you were surprised that Marshall uh, was the one to make way in this <coughs> yeah I was case. a bit I mean I know we're, we're then going for the game I guess but um, I thought after uh, Kai Kai got kicked up in the air uh, apart from a couple of little touches here and there generally didn't offer much after that uh, as I say whether it was an injury or whether it's mental I don't know but um, I would have, uh, I'd have taken Kaka off. I've got to be honest. Mm. Yeah, Mark, yep. did you agree? so like I said, I'd have taken him off at half time. I, yeah. I, I think he'd lost interest in the game. Yeah. I mean, we all pretty much had, but he was the one. <laughs> who, he was the one who was playing. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> um, and then, uh, so then I think we we saw we saw a. Uh, a set piece routine that sort of summed our day up yesterday where Kai Kai played it in a free kick in a, a, a very crossable position everyone's forward for it and Kai Kai played it short into Forster Kasky uh, and the flick I mean Jake's just put too much on it and Kai Kai can't make it and it's rolled straight out for a goal kick and that sort of summed for me yesterday summed up the lack of ideas we, we were almost forward. expecting a tenor to go wah, 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 <laughs> because it was that time yeah. you just your chin hits the floor and you think yep yeah. that, that's the day yeah worth every penny of that five pounds that was <laughs> and then uh, and it wasn't much longer after that that that, that second goal's gone in and it's, it's funny because we, we conceded to Kieran Agard's header from a corner last week against Milton Keynes it's definitely a week Cole came out and said after we, oh, it's funny that because we don't actually concede too many from set pieces but done it again now I, I, I think we um, we are susceptible to that a mm. lot I think uh, and it might not be from set pieces but not following runners into the box into the, especially into the six shot there's no excuse for that you know somebody's got to take responsibility um, I don't know whose marker he was but mm. uh, I think it might have been Kai Kai's again <laughs> but um, you know you can't have players running past you into the box especially someone like Beckles who, who, who was quite who's a physical unit anyway mm. he's always going to get his head on it yeah he looks quite a handy player uh, because red white and uh, red and white CFC added on the Solly stuff said at Berry at home the same position same kind of goal conceded uh, from Solly uh, backing off but I guess uh, as you say Taylor, sometimes when you're that far out you're sort of willing him to have the shot away, but we've been punished it, for it, it you know, if, as I said I mean look let, let's be honest uh, Chris Solly is not as quick as he was 5-10 uh, mm. years ago so um, he's got to uh, diving in and then trying to catch him up if they skip past him is not something he's going to be able to do anymore um, I still think he's one of our um, He's probably still the best right back we've got as well, by the way. But um, and I still think he's worth his place. But 
the backing off and showing him inside is 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 something that defenders normally do, you know. Um, and then you're supposed to be helped out by your midfield, in, you know, alongside you. Uh, and I think when Mark Marshall on the pitch, generally that doesn't happen. But um, he he was caught out. I don't know if he was following the runner. Probably following the um, uh, their left back Beckles. He's probably. I, I'm trying to remember the image in my head of because uh, Mark Marshall normally doubles up on anybody down that. He uh, wasn't that far. Right side. No, he was behind him still. Yeah, he was so. because I think they'd expected Cashy to get the ball because the way Cashy slid, slid in, because yeah. it's gone underneath him. And by the time he's got the ball and gone inside, Marshall's about I think it's about six seven yards okay. behind him. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean I get the the uh, the you know maybe Chris Solly if he didn't doesn't back off and he tries to take the tackle and this guy skips around him then he's being criticised as well. But um, yeah, um, a combination, perhaps, of all three. Mm. Uh, so after that second goal's gone in, Carl uh, tries uh, pretty much his last throw of the dice. Um, De Silva uh, coming off and a Jose coming on. In a move that we, we sort of reshuffled the pack then. And then some people, I, I think, did Aribo sort of end up at... Well, Aribo went to left back, back but yeah. he, he looked lost there. He, he was... He'd made a couple of tackles earlier made, on. That he, you think he managed to recover, ba- recover back, but yeah. they, they knew there was a gap there because yeah. he was just being drawn in. And luckily, he's got long old legs and he could get his toe on it. I mean, De Silva went off, I presume, because he was injured. Not really for it. It was any yeah, kind of... He was, seen, he was, he was seen in a boot. Seen seen in a boot after, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, we, we can work out who was going to go across there. We thought, well, possibly Solly will go to the right... Um, or we go to a three at the back. I thought three at the back when but, I first saw it. But, you know, you're, you're losing two nil, going to three, and they were going at us. You know, I don't think it would have made much odds to. Mm. But you know, I, a Jose when it came on, I actually didn't think did too badly. You know, he got back into the penalty area. Mm. You know, it was a bit of a sticky moment where we fell over on the ball. <laughs> but you know, he's, he's he's getting back and he's he's tracking back and thinking that's what you want to see. It looks like he's put a bit of um, timber on. I know I can't speak. You know, I can't talk. <laughs> Like that, but you know, I think in I'd like I like a Jose, and I and I, you just so want him to sort of like try and turn it around and do well. So and I you know sticking Zyro on for I mean the ball didn't go out, so Zyro was stood there for about six yeah, minutes, yeah, got him ready just and just hopping around. Out, yeah. So he he didn't really get as much time yeah. as, as he as he as he's had as well. Yeah, because then we, we we did have that horrible little spell actually where Shrewsbury had two or three good chances in, in, in you know the free kick that come back to Nolan that we was off target with. Uh, the the one that fell to Wally about six yards out and like a Wally he he volleyed it <laughs> wide and then as you mentioned the the ball into the area where Charlton made an absolute meal of clear of clearing it, including Nicky Ajozo standing on it and pretty much falling over uh, but we survived that horrible little spell the last the last five minutes other than the bundle uh, where uh, I mean that was a, a, I watched it back I mean Cashy went through the back of the play it was a yellow it was a yellow card all day long yellow, yellow card, card challenge. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, a few of their players got involved and then McGuinness ran the length of the pitch fastest we've seen him move for a little while having said that he wasn't the only one their keeper ran from a lot further back than yeah. McGuinness to get involved the only thing I will say is it seemed like other than the Shrewsbury players were sort of shouting at uh, uh, Cashy but it was fairly calm until McGuinness came in and piled through him and then started a bit of a a bit of a set too and he was rightly put but you're right to say there was others who came in as well, well. Cashy uh, their, their keeper Rodman yeah. who was who was giving it large um, could have been as well it's the fact that he only booked McGuinness is, is a nonsense for me, mm. you know, because if uh, fair, I can understand it, booking McGuinness, don't get me wrong, because you come from that far, you're, you're aggravating the, the incident, you should be, yeah, fine. Their keeper come from miles away, and he was, he was, he had, you said, I could see his face from Carl, gra- Carl grabbed one of their players, Carl was stopping Robman getting involved, you know, because yeah, Robman was going to uh, take out McGuinness. But it's like. funny if, if you see um, Ben 
turn around and when it all kicks off and just watch Ben just look at all and just turn around just shake his head and have a drink <laughs> and go I'm not getting involved yeah, in that because we're like going look their keeper's getting in you know pile in Ben so and surely like, if no. McGuinness is booked and I understand he's been booked at least their keeper should have been at least yeah. But you know, well, I, I think fair punishment would have been to call the game off and overturn the result. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, final whistle, booze, um, probably as expected after a, a disappointed performance yesterday. Now, obviously, we need to put this in context. So, I think that's our second defeat in eight games now. Um, if you if you take the, the run longer, I think we've only won five out of our last eighteen. So, you know, short short term is and the the, the 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 form isn't awful. If you take it to the last 20 games or so, obviously we had quite a big, difficult run in there. We're still just out, we're now outside the playoffs again, just outside two games in hand. You know, we need we need to put this result into some sort of context. You know, as disappointing as the performance and frustrating as it was yesterday, we, you know, luckily because there's other teams having horrible runs as well, we're still in the playoff race. But we, we desperately need to bounce back and improve. We do, yeah. But, I mean, in, in that run, we've only won one of six, haven't we, yeah. in the last six. So we have got to start... Um, putting wins together no question about it and otherwise the even the playoff dream is going to disappear uh, Wimbledon the trouble with Wimbledon we should be knocking out away no problem at all we turn up we beat and we go away we know that's but not that's not going to happen because it's Wimbledon and the history and everything They're going to, it's their cup final you know it uh, yeah. at their place and it's, that's going to be a really tough game they're going to try and beat us up as well um, we've got to be strong characters next week and uh, anything like yesterday's showing and we won't win that one either yeah. so well, it's actually, be- actually the last six won two drawn two lost two scored nine conceded nine got eight points there we go so, we've got so that, that's a pretty middling, level uh, sort of middling form isn't yeah it? that's yeah. a pretty you know it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's equal all the way along it's funny um, was, I mean there's a point before yesterday if like our own fault if the games had finished on 80 minutes we would have won six in a row well that's <laughs> probably is that the only positive to come out yeah. of yesterday that we didn't concede a goal in the, after well, the 90th that, minute yeah, so Shrewsbury have got a habit they, they, they scored 20 something percent of their goals in the last 10 minutes again so we stopped that we've gotten over the, the last minute hoodoo again two weeks in a row unfortunately we uh, the, the, the previous 80 minutes we conceded twice in so there you go uh, right Carl Robinson uh, weren't saying much yesterday, was he? Till no, it was a bit. Of, it was <laughs> yeah. a bit of a struggle. Yeah. So I mean, there was a few. All of us do interviews with Carl after the games. So and my my interview with Carl was three minutes, the shortest one I've ever done. His press conference was about five. I minutes. couldn't believe how quickly he came yeah. in. And yeah. he came in here, and he was in here for three minutes. This is what Carl uh, had to say exclusively for Chapman Live after yesterday's game. Don't forget though, uh, we want you to react to this. You can email studio at chapmanlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at Chapman Live. Head over to the Chapman Live forum. Uh, and stick a message on there on the thread for tonight's show. This is what Carl Robinson had to say after yesterday's defeat. Carl, uh, 2-0 defeat. First couple of minutes, um, the crowd and uh, everybody watching thinking this could be a really good game for us and then it, it just petered out a little bit because I guess because of uh, Shrewsbury's physicality amongst other things. Yeah, and they didn't get one player booked. <laughs> just discussing that. <laughs> um, baffling really. Um, but listen, that, it is what it is. I think, I think you can't use the referee today as an excuse. We were by far the worst team. Do you put that down purely to the physical approach of Shrewsbury? They just no, we pl- we played into their hands. Mm-hmm. Everything we said we were going to do, we didn't do. And that's, I mean, it, it, is that because of the the nature of the game and uh, you, you, the rule book or the, the whatever goes out the window when you're faced with, with the first five minutes? Yeah, we didn't score? Pe- pe- people people come and say, oh yeah, we didn't do this, we didn't do that. We tried to play more of an aggressive game, play a little bit more direct today, but we didn't even do that. We were sort of caught in the middle of playing long balls and not getting close enough to win seconds and playing too many backwards and sideways passes. It's clearly obviously why we didn't win the game. We didn't perform to the best of our ability. We didn't perform well, they performed well. Um, 
that's as honest as a reflection of the game as I can give you. Do you think it might have been different at uh, one of those early chances? Possibly, but we can't use that as an excuse to say, oh yeah, we would have won or we would have got more out of the game. But yeah, I think what did what helped them after the eight nine minutes when they right back went off, they killed the game very well. Um, we did we sort of struggled then to get. I remember Jack was saying that that's going to help them. Uh, actually, during that that moment, but listen, I can't come to you with any excuses here today. We were by far and away the worst team. The the level they played at Shrewsbury and they've done that quite a bit this season. They're, they're one of the best performing sides, if not the best performing mm. away sides in the division, and you can probably see why. Is that the sort of level we need to be at to, to be in that? Uh, no, and I think we, we we know what the levels are. We, we're not naive and stupid. We we certainly know what the levels are to be in there. But when you've got a team that does that is recruited just purely simply in that way. You can't play the same type of game as them. You've got to play beyond that press. And we didn't today. We played into it. Played people rolling inside. I mean, even the, the penalty. Marshy coming inside. Why not give us the width? Our, our skill is our 1v1 duels. We're the best wingers in the league, I think, on the day. So why are they, why are they coming inside and condensing the space where Shrewsbury are powerful? We didn't work on that. You'd be shocked if you see what we worked on Thursday and Friday. Because I didn't see many of it coming out today, and the players know that. They've been not been told in no uncertain terms. I think they're quite honest about their own assessment, their own performance. We certainly let ourselves down. Is it now just a case then of consigning that to the past? And, and Yeah, listen, I, I, I always said this time of year, you've got to sort of put one thing to bed and move forward the next one very quickly. There's a lot of games still to play, a lot of, a lot of moments that will, judge, that will be judged upon. Um, we've been beat fair and square. And we've got to put that off to one side and use that as a learning curve for the next few games that we're going to play in. I guess on the plus side, you know, the teams that have come here, probably Shrewsbury, maybe Wigan as well, are the only two that have really done that to us. Yeah, but still, it's still not nice to be sat here on the end of that. Um, I don't think they're better than Shrewsbury. I think we've, we've been poor today and we've, we've played into their hands. Well, we uh, we go again on, on Saturday, another physical approach really, with a, <laughs> over, at, uh, over at Wimbledon. Um, it, do you approach it in the same manner as today's game in that respect? Yeah, listen. If they listen to what we do, and we drop our own egos, and we play as a team, yeah, one hundred percent. Jada Silva and now forced to Kasky looking to whip the ball in and he does and it's a really dangerous ball all the oh, way across and it's in come on super Josh McGuinness who has put on two goals in front they've been looking for that second goal they haven't really had many chances apart from the Aribo strike early in the second half but Charlton have doubled their lead You can hear from that. I've, I've played that so quietly, but yesterday's mascots were quite simply the best we've ever had in, in the studio. Best and loudest, no question yeah, about it. And yeah. they, uh, they, got, <laughs> they took it straight away, uh, and that was the best shout we've had. Uh, Carl Robertson there, uh, tell? Yeah, it was tough, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you were in here, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And uh, they were sort of very simple answers, and, and he just stopped. Mm. It's <laughs> not not often you find him no, like that at, at all. all. Even, no. even after the Bradford game, which was a very disappointing second half, he was really, remember I played it on the show, he was really riled up, he... End up swearing and stuff, but yet yesterday just was not in the mood to. No, talk no, and and no, I've got to take humbled. responsibility for that because you know it's partly my fault that I didn't try and get more out of him. But normally with Carl, you just set him off with a couple of questions, and he'll answer the questions even before you ask him. You know, he's mm. like, he's away and gone, and you, you just sit back and watch it happen. But yesterday, it was it was he clearly was was 
angry, upset, I don't know, call it what you will, mm. but uh, didn't particularly want to answer any questions at all. Uh, it talked about the, the game plan not being utilised how it should have been. He said, uh, you know, we, we, everything that we were going to do, we didn't do. So um, do, do you think there was some frustration from him there? He felt that what he'd asked the players to do didn't happen? Possibly, but I, I think that might be a little bit too simplistic. I think uh, I think Mark said it earlier on. Um, you know, if that is the case, and and it and it changes so early on, because we're talking about after fifteen minutes, by the sounds of it, 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 you know, everything changed after the penalty. Then you should have enough time to be able to sort that out, or um, at least tell the players right. Why have you stopped doing that? Start doing that again. Um, but I think it's a bit more than that. I think, it's, as I say, that that explanation is probably a little bit mm. too simplistic. I think uh, we. Um, well, for what bent, want of a better word, I think we might have bottled it yesterday, and, and we just weren't physically strong enough against mm. the team that beat us up. But yeah. we didn't just stop in in the second half; we stopped in the first yeah, half. You know, and you got to think yeah, yourself, yeah. you know, a good twenty five minutes yeah, plus. Yeah. So why, you know, in the, in the half time, did he not throw a cup, make a sub, get the subs out, warming up straight away? Say, right, you stay out here and warm up, and let, give that intent. Mm. I mean, their subs warmed up as as didn't. And you think to yourself that if, if I'm a player Wonder and I don't see anyone warming up, I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm pretty much safe. I'm not going to get you. Was chuffing cold though? Yeah. So <laughs> I just wonder if it, when I started my petition a couple of weeks ago to have games end after 85 minutes, maybe they thought there was a decimal point in there and they just stopped playing 8. after eight and, a half, yeah, eight and a half minutes. <laughs> uh, Freddie, Freddie reacting to that interview said it doesn't sound like it really has answers after listening to that. Didn't make clear specifically where we went wrong or where we should. Uh, improve and James Moynard said Robbo moans they didn't do uh, what they worked on Thursday and Friday what's he doing at the side to change that he should be bellowing uh, in their ears to sort it out I mean well maybe you've got to start thinking he might have known from very early on that he didn't have anything either on the bench or out on the pitch that would change it mm. maybe he's thinking well actually you know we're being beaten up here and I've got nothing I don't agree with that, by the yeah, way. I'm just <laughs> yeah. He'd see Fossil on the bench. Surely you'd expect him to come on and make a difference. I don't think he wanted to put Fossil on though, because when you consider, I don't think he was due to be even on the bench yesterday. So because uh, they did, uh, he's, he said you don't want to rush him and, and then him be out for four or five weeks. I would have. I, I actually believe he didn't didn't want to play him at all, but didn't have any choice hmm. because we were getting spanked. Yeah. So uh, it was more desperation than anything else. I, yeah. I was quite surprised to see him come on it. Yeah. I mean, and then we, uh, behind him also, we I mean, had a Jose who we saw got sort of twenty minutes, and, and Zyro got two minutes again. Now, obviously, questions are going to now be asked: about what's going on with Zyro? Because he's been here for a month now, and, and he's played five minutes here and there. Yeah, it was lauded, wasn't he? Um, it, you can't, uh, what can you say? Because we don't, we haven't seen him enough. We, haven't, <laughs> we actually haven't seen him enough to form an opinion of how good or bad he is. Um, and that's dis- disappointing obviously obviously they see him in training um, and maybe don't think uh, that he can offer any different but um, we don't know that mm. right let's have a look at the correspondence that started coming in uh, earlier on in the afternoon Dwayne said yesterday's match to look back on and no new only yet this, should, this show should be an absolute blasting uh, it can be quite miserable sometimes coming in on a Sunday evening uh, Dwayne you're quite right now London in a geezer um, he's not a fan of Robbo certainly not and he said he's just seen an interesting stat uh, I haven't had time to double check this but I, it sounds about right but I think there's some things you need to take into consideration so just an interesting stat the Robinson's win percentage in the lowest of any child manager in the third tier for 90 years barring Russell Slade now to put that into context we haven't been in the third tier that often over 90 years normally when we are we're probably near the top already better and he's also better than Russell Slade so I mean they, they, to put that into context it's not like he's our worst manager for 90 years but, and, and we are in the top 10 there's, there's, you can easily forget that but people are going to get frustrated that with the squad we're not we're, we, you know, we're not higher we're not challenging for the top two I guess 
Do you know, I think, and I agree with that, by the way, um, and I understand uh, Mike London in it. Mike is, uh, is not a fan. I get that as well. Um, and uh, sometimes I share his uh, opinion 100%. But um, the thing with our squad is, uh, I think if you look at it, and, I th- and I've said many times, even from the beginning of the season, you know, if we play well, there shouldn't be a team that lives with us. You know, Maybe we're going to side, but there shouldn't be too many teams that, that can live with us when we're playing well. The problem with that is, then you've got teams who are clever, you've got managers who are clever, and you've got teams that can stop you doing that. And that's what teams are doing to us. They're stopping us doing what we're good at. And what we haven't got is the ability to mix it up a little bit. We've got mm. a great squad, we've got some fantastic players, and I think I mentioned it earlier, what we haven't got is scruffy, dirty players. You know, players who can get stuck in, players who, who you're not going to mess with, players um, that, uh, that stop them playing as well, you know, mm. and, and can handle it. Put it this way, you just get the feeling if Danny Hollands was in the centre of that brawl, Towards a, and I've mentioned him twice, and I'm, you know he's not my um, relation or anything. Uh, uh, you get the feeling that that brawl might not have happened because he'd have been he'd have had somebody around the throat by then. Mm. <laughs> um, you just you know what I mean. You, and, and when teams know they can just physically outmuscle you and just get the better of you and dominate you, then they're going to do it. Well, it's, it's interesting you say that about you know the, the physical side of the game now because I'm trying to remember exactly what fixture it was, but there was a game earlier on in this season where we interviewed Solly after. I can't remember which one it is. I think it was a home game. And he was saying that we sh- we've shown today that we can do both sides of the game. It might have been Rob- maybe Rob. Well, I think Wigan away like shows we can. Yeah. If you look, if you think about Wigan away when we, we battled that nil-nil and we competed for, for every single second of that game. It was a s- superb defensive performance. So we know we can. The problem is you get the feelings when we all concentrate on doing that, we can't do the other bit <laughs> and score goals up the other end. And, and uh, because... Um, yeah, I think when you're relying on everybody to click in to to do that, you need then everybody to perform. And if some, if one or two don't, then it doesn't work. Mm. Right, F. James tweeted in. Good, uh, good evening, chaps. I wasn't able to be at the game, but what I hear is we were a shambles. Explain why uh, Carl made a very late sub as he lost the plot. Surely he understands the change in formation uh, was obvious, or is he too loyal to his favourite? Uh, surely he knows you aren't going to be uh, gaining anything by being over loyal I said last week give Josh a rest and a Jose a chance you shot me down then uh, are you still as blind as Carl Robinson is come on chaps get real or stop being loyal to yourselves I know it's not the only, uh, only I know it's not only the front line to blame yes it's the whole team but you need to start making changes now I still however believe we will gain promotion but now is the time to reorganise sorry if you find me forthright I speak what I see. Now I stand by the. I, I have no. Re- I saw no reason to drop jo- uh, Josh McGuinness after he scored three and four games and bring on a Jose to play up top because I don't think he can play up top on his own. So I stand by that. But do you? I mean, he's talking about a change in formation. It's something we've heard a million times. You know, f- throughout this season now, there's still people asking for it. Still people saying, "Why don't we do it? Why weren't we playing with two up top? Especially if we're going to be going long to Josh McGuinness on his own yesterday." Well, he clearly didn't hear me about ten minutes ago, then, because that's exactly what I said. Um, I think uh, if we're going to play a press, the game that um, uh, it was muted that we had to play yesterday, we had to play two up top. You know, because Josh McGuinness on his own isn't going to work with that little chip ball over the top, turning their defence when they've got three defenders against one. Even if he does get past them. He's got too many people to take on. So um, I agree 100% that um, we don't, whether we, again, we don't have the personnel, I'm not sure, but I, you know, I actually think we do to be able to change the formation about. I think, um, I think we should have started with two up top, you see. Mm. With, that, with the formation in mind to combat Shrewsbury and the way they play, I think it can have only worked with two up top, personally. Right, Bob Liskin says thoughts for Saturday. Bauer must partner Konza Fosu to replace Kak, sorry, Kakai. Uh, me uh, to spend to spend the day with the missus instead of going <laughs> to a second visit with with uh, uh, at King's Meadow. Um, I mean, 
for I mean, he's saying he's saying that he, he should thinks Bauer and, and, and Konza should be the partnership. I mean, you can't really. I I know PSC had a bad game, but surely I mean, there's there's where you're slightly worried about perhaps a lack of experience. A in terms of experience, had PSC for me, if he's on his game, would be the better one there. Well, I'd go with Pearson Bauer. Put Konza on the right back. Yeah. I think that would. Um, it depends if um, well, De Silva's not going to be fit. And whether Robbo wants to put Page straight back in, I know he's played a couple of games um, for the under twenty threes, but you know we've seen Solly go to the left and, and play there and put Conza on a right back. So you know, that's that's an option. Can I, um, can I throw something at left field? If you're pardon the pun, mm. <laughs> <Go> on, get, <laughs> throw centre rolls. So I have Conza, Bauer, and Pierce as the three centre rolls, um, and put Chris Solly as the extra midfield player. We know he can tackle. We know he can put a shift in. He might not be as quick as he used to be, so therefore maybe the right side of midfield or, or even sort of defensive midfield player is the place where he can play. Because uh, then you've got three... Because they're a tall unit. Don't forget AFC Wimbledon. They're going to do very similar to what Shrewsbury did. Maybe not as well, clearly, mm. but they're going to be lumping balls up and trying to wing... Because uh, I mean, they've got a huge centre-forward from memory. Hey, trying to remember who he is, yeah. Uh, well, they've got Joe Pickett as well now. Well, course, we yeah. So there, there's going to be a lot of high balls going in there. And put Chris Solly in the middle. Because um, then we might have that combative midfield player that we... Uh, uh, or more than one, should I say? Because I agree with you about Cashy. He does put his foot in, mm. but maybe we will need more than that against Wimbledon. Personally, wouldn't be taking Jake Forster, Kasky out myself. No, 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 no. But then you add the extra mid, so you've got the three at the back. Then you just add Chris Solly into the midfield. All right. So what? Okay. Uh, like a free, free, what, three, three, two, four, one. Call it <laughs> what you will. I don't three, care. Three, yeah. One. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, interesting uh, Jason uh, Jason faces the only hope I have for Charlton uh, getting to and winning the playoff finals at the year ends with an 8 uh, and we could play a team starting with S as now like clutching the straws <laughs> well it would be it would be 20 years since our last uh, so who would the team with S be it's gone fourth I guess they, they South End South End South End you imagine that getting South End at Wembley <laughs> yeah yeah, apparently <laughs> no, that, that would be uh, interesting now yeah. in advice as we're outclassed all over the pitch uh, they were the better team from 1 to 11. I can't believe we sent Cag on loan and get the Palace player instead. Everyone raving about him uh, with no reason. I mean, we'll come on to Kai Kai at the end of the show with the, with the player in focus stuff. But, I mean, uh, I can't really argue with the fact that we were outclassed yesterday. I don't know class. We were, out, we were outfought. We were outbattled. I don't know class is a different, uh, maybe a difficult one. But um, certainly we were outplayed, no question about it. Mm. And the thing with uh, Cag, I sort of agree. But on the other end, if he goes away and scores every week, for crawling comes back a more you know more confident player in front of goal because I, I want him there as well instead of any low need don't get me wrong but if if it improves him going away and coming back a better player as long as that works fine mm-hmm. uh, Louis Grinley says that uh, it, Carl uses his subs uh, too late in most games he should have put a Jose on at 1-0 down and gone for 4-4-2 four, four, uh, Michael says, "Do you think there is a team in the playoff race in League One that we could actually beat over two legs?" <laughs> That's an interesting one. Yeah, it, it depends at you, who, who we'd come up against. You, you know, wouldn't I, want to play I, Plymouth at the moment, would you? No, well, I, I said this last week. I, I just don't want to play Blackburn. I think no, any, anyone else. Right. I think we can actually do on, on the day. Um, Bradford are now going to drop down, which I'm really glad about. Um, but I think anyone else. I mean, Shrewsbury, Rotherham, Scunthorpe. Rotherham say, Scunthorpe. say Wigan yeah. and Blackburn go up. And go Shrewsbury, Rotherham, Scunthorpe. You want us. to avoid Shrewsbury like to play and Plymouth. So, so what I want Shrewsbury and Wimbledon, uh, Plymouth to play each other. Um, no, 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 I don't. I want Shrewsbury. <laughs> no, <I'm> Shrewsbury. <laughs> they all play each other and yeah, we just no, go to Wimbledon yeah, no, anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, so I want somebody that, um, yeah, somebody we can beat. I don't know. 
to have a look. No, I, th- I, see, I think I think on our day, like you say, we've got we've got, pl- we've got the players. <laughs> you know, and if everyone clicks. I, I think we, I know, we've, okay, got, yeah, we've got people yeah, to be feared yeah, as we're well. We're getting ahead so. of ourselves on, maybe on, a, on a bigger pitch, yeah. yeah who knows? But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, don't, yeah. I, I think it's a question you asked me after, not after yesterday's game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you asked me after the week before's game. Yeah, when we've won, <laughs> it would have been anybody. Answer. Right, Super Clive says people uh, say it's done wonders to still be where we are with the injuries, but even with the players back now, we're struggling to push on. No plan B. He moaned about sideways and backwards passing, encouraging pressure yesterday. But we always do that. Uh, he said at least his job's safe this season. There's no one there to sack him. Uh, <laughs> a bit, yeah, I mean. Uh, People have suggested that sometimes we do do pass sideways and backwards too much. Uh, I don't have a problem. Anyway. I don't have a problem with it normally because um, it's keeping possession. It's it's trying to draw them to you so you can then get in and around them. I don't really have a problem with that normally. But teams that do that high press and are good at it, uh, like Shrewsbury were yesterday, then you've got to come up with a different alternative. And I think that we were supposed to do that yesterday and didn't. Mm. But I don't think you can do it with just one up top anyway. I just yeah. don't see how it works. Yeah, Thomas Bramley says uh, Kashi was sloppy in possession and Kaiko was absolutely terrible. He needs to be benched for Gyro next week. Red and White CFC said when we conceded the first, we looked uh, like a team that had never played with each other and the penalty save should have pushed us on to wake up, but it didn't. Game management was poor again. How many times have we said that? in the last few months. Thomas Arnold says he was very disappointing. Uh, we started off very well and then they got the penalty which Amos saved. I thought that would encourage us but it did the opposite. Kai Kai has been terrible when I've seen him and Kashi is very sloppy on the ball. Also, we don't look like a team. Um, Sarah said, watching chocolate is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get and for once I don't blame Robbo. There was no passion. I think their wages should be docked. They get paid enough um, did you notice uh, just coming away from John the Billy Ricky manager Glenn Tamplin sacked himself yesterday oh did he after uh, I mean his team are running the Bostic League they're, they're going to win that at Canter but, um, lovely name for a league yeah but um, league. He, he decided to sack himself because uh, he went in and demanded the players except, he's also the owner of the club uh, demanded <laughs> the players take a take a, a, a docked uh, week's wages because they got knocked out of the trophy and they got knocked out of another competition or lost a, another game during the week and didn't happen so he sacked himself hold on so he owns the club yeah <clears throat> sacked himself yeah did he after an extensive search rehire himself half an hour later <laughs> well no funny enough he's put his assistant manager <laughs> after interviewing 23 he's managers. put his assistant manager <laughs> in charge and made himself the assistant manager oh, yeah. which is pretty much how it's always been anyway because he's, he's a steel man does, does he play in their team as well uh, no I'm sure he I'm wishes just he just wonder if he pulled yeah. himself and, off at half time and a physio <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, John Taylor says we had a, we have to realise we're not good enough Shrewsbury are head and shoulders above uh, are better than us and their ability and desire showed if we do make the playoffs and I don't believe we will we won't come close to winning them, Freddie saying it's great to hear you back on the, on the show there, Tell, which is nice. That's very kind, Freddie. Yeah, uh, James said our uh, our play is always too slow, backwards and sideways. The only way we play, we need to drive forward more. We have the pace and the skill to hurt sides, but we don't use it. We need to catch. Uh, we need to break quickly more often. Catch teams out on the uh, the football for a five thing. Thomas Roper said he thinks Exeter in two thousand and nine was the first football for a five, which we lost. Uh, he said three anyway. I think it was three one. I've got a horrible feeling. Uh, he says if my memory serves me correctly and we were tripe that day could be wrong though about the first game not about being tripe uh, <laughs> yeah I think I'm fairly confident we that was the first one and we did lose quite heavily to Exeter City uh, James uh, we weren't outplayed like against Wigan we gave it to them they had a wonder goal and a header from a corner they didn't play us off the park like Wigan did now John Pitchers when I said uh, you know, talk about yesterday's game he said we need to find a proper captain that would be a good start now 
again, we've heard people have said this a, a, a few times about Chris Solly being too quiet. I mean, how, how important of a role do you think the captain can be on the pitch for a team, Mark? Oh, well, no, I was going to say, you look at the difference when Jacko you know, was skippering the side. Um, you could, you'd hear him, you hear him at corners, you hear him attacking, you know, organising the whole game. Vocal, vocal, vocal. Um, you know, we've said this about Solly before. It's, he's just not that type of player. You know, he'll, he'll join in with a ruck. You know, and he'll he'll hand out a few slaps if he can, but he's not the kind of player I don't think who's going to influence influence it in such a way and and g people up and get people really going. It's you know it's it's it's, it's a difficult one because if you're not like if you're personally not like that, it's quite hard to bring that to a football game. Mm. I mean, it's it's difficult. I mean, if people have played football to whatever level, whether you played in a park. You know, there's always someone on a pitch who's always shouting and moaning and getting the ball, and there's always people who just get on with playing. And Solly's gets on with playing. So, I mean, I don't know whether he's captain because of longevity and because he's been here for longest, or whether Carl thinks he is actually the most suitable player to be skipper. It's 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 a difficult one to call because, you know, we've we've seen when he's not been in the team, we've had various skippers and in different games. I think Jake skippered, Cashy skippered, mm-hmm. Paddy skippered. It seems to be like whoever's first in the, in the dressing room gets the armband. Um, <laughs> I think Pierce would be if if it wasn't for the um, the fact that Solly's been here for so long and he was always the understudy to to, to Johnny Jackson anyway. I think Jason Pierce would be the, the captain now, yeah. and I'd, I'd actually make. I've got probably, a feeling he said he put himself <coughs> forward last year. Yeah, Pierce, I think he did. Yeah. yeah, but and he understood. I mean, we he, he, he did the commentary for us on one of the um, under eighteen games, I think, uh, or the. Um, under 23 I can't remember which opinion he had now but he said at the time you know he'd love to be captain but he understands Jacko uh, and Chris Solly would be ahead of him because of their uh, because of their association with the club like Freddie said that Shrewsbury was so well drilled and organised from the north upper you're blessed with a good view in terms of shape uh, they moved as a unit and it felt like they had 20 men they got around uh, that much together we looked clueless lost in a set of boys against men it was dis- uh, disappointing uh, which is probably fair to to say. Mm-hmm. James uh, again said that Jose was wasted yesterday. He's a goal scorer. We needed a goal. So another one saying he should have uh, he should have come on uh, earlier. Uh, Chris said lots of times Amos long kicked it to Josh to head or flick on with no one remotely near him. So frustrating. I guess that uh, ties in quite nicely with what you've been saying about if you're going to play long, then you've got if you're going to chip, yeah, if you're going to play that style, I think you you can't just play one in front. It, it, I don't see how it can work. You've got you need you need support up there. I mean, how many times did you see him? Um, I mean, he didn't he, he didn't win that many headers because you know they they were a good unit. But when he did, there was Arebo was sometimes close, but more often than not wasn't. Um, and you know that you then want people running into the channels or at least running beyond them. And uh, I think we, if he'd have brought a Jose on or, or started him, then that might have worked better. Mm. Uh, Red and White CFC says when the game is not going to favour we need to have a plan B yesterday he subbed on a Jose and instead of going up uh, two up front he played a Jose as a 10 why didn't he go 4-4-2 we were chasing the game now on the debate about captains Mike Tyson London Inagiza says I was captain of Thomas More FC for six years I was always screaming and always shouting and he hasn't stopped no he said then he said, <laughs> then he said we got relegated four times <laughs> four times in, during that time so it's just like you screaming and shouting not enough yeah, right. sc- screaming was the only thing he was good at let's <laughs> yeah. have a very quick break here on Chant Live so we've got plenty of emails to get through also we're going to try and discuss why our record against the top 10 uh, of League 1 is so bad we're also going to talk about our favourite brawls that have happened with uh, with Charlton players uh, our player in focus at the end of the show is going to be Sully Kai Kai he's started three times now uh, on loan from Palace we want to know what you've made of his performances right quick break while I'll get the emails ready back in 30 seconds the way you move. 
Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Pressure on Britain. Instead, they still have it. But they give it away. It's McGrandles. Loses out to Cashy. will go for goal here. Akme Cashy shoots oh, again. What a Cashy! Oh, Akme Cashy. What a strike from the Algerian. Welcome back to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. Another new jingle made for us by Glove Pup there. Uh, his choice in music not getting any better, is it? <laughs> as, he, as he ages. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Paul. Uh, right, uh, on to the emails. Chris Davin, first one in. As per always, thanks for your email, Chris. I just got home from that dross. Uh, that, that's why I love uh, the fact that people email in because it's, it's a real good way to get it off your chest. Uh, and Chris is never one there. <laughs> it was that's exactly. If I was allowed to put the word dross in, well, I'm sure I could have put the word dross in my match report, but I was very close to putting it in. So what I'm going to say. And others. And others. Yeah. Um, it said uh, first ten or fifteen minutes were okay. Other than that, seventy five minutes was complete garbage. Yet again, uh, the fan the fans let useless Robinson off the hook. We made Shrewsbury look like Barcelona, completely unacceptable. And what was that mercenary Loney Kakai doing anywhere near? Uh, the starting 11 after last week's shambolic display. I see Mark Bright was in attendance to watch their style at play. Maybe uh, Robbo had a cosy chat and said it will start to save a wasted journey. I'm sure that's not the case. Mark Bright was here at our last home game as well against um, uh, Bradford because I saw him outside. They said, uh, anyway, that was garbage. No better than a guy losing or a Carol Fry team. Uh, the sooner the season ends and we get rid of this mouthy no mark, the better. Defend him again. I dare you. Right, dare you tell? <laughs> I never did. Move. Why, why me? <laughs> I told you I should, we, we should have played two up front. No yeah. question about it. Yeah. Uh, clearly uh, upset with that um, uh, performance. I don't think there's much defending that performance you can really well, do. Well, there is that, yeah. Uh, right, this one's from Gareth. Says, Dear Charlton Live, great show as always. Thanks, Gareth. He says, uh, However, I'm starting to find myself slightly more aggrieved uh, with Robinson and our fellow fans who think the sun shines out of his you-know-what. The man is all style and no substance. We've only won five of the last 18 games. That's five wins in 18 league games, people. Four of those were against teams placed in the current relegation spots with the other one against mid-table Walsall. However, people try and gloss over this. The results don't lie. I beg the studio... So please acknowledge that four wins in the last 18 league games isn't very good. 
before the defence of Robinson occurs. We need a very open and critical debate about Robinson's tenures at our clubs, the the pros and the cons. So let's you know, let's have that debate now. We've been asked to have it by Gareth. I think you know, you know. Let's start with a start with the cons, Mark. What, what, what have you put the the cons down to? You know, so far last season and this with under Carl Robinson. Um, it was difficult. We started the season, you know, not 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 with a full squad as we know, you know, again with players. When it got to November and the injuries started piling up, we went through that terrible run um, where we couldn't even buy a win, you know, and we couldn't get anything out of it. Okay, the players are coming back now, and everyone thinks, "Oh, once all the players are back, it's everything's going to be rosy." You've you've got to look at it over since August, you know. You can't say, "Oh, I'm only going to cherry pick the last ten games. I'm going to cherry pick the last twelve games for stats." I've said this about when we were conceding goals late. Um, you look at it over since August when we started and look at where we are look at how many like you said last week it, it took us to two games before the end of the season to get to the points we had now and we've done it with ten games to go um, that's, you know, that's an improvement I mean not paraphrase one of our previous um, CEOs you know, we've gone better on last season <laughs> so um, I, I don't get calling for him now I think if by the end of the season we've dropped down to 11th and 12th the new owners are in I think you look at it again I think getting rid of him now is churlish you know if you can't do anything you can't get any players in you know you can say the manager come in with new ideas but if they don't work you're just going to be in in a worse position um, I think you, you for good or bad like him or not like him you, you stick with him I think the, th- the easiest thing in football is to go two or three games go right sack the manager sack the manager get someone else in as if there's a magic wand you know and there, there isn't I mean you ought to think Bradford brought in um, Grayson Grayson yeah. and you know they've just lost two out of the last they drew with us and then lost two so you know and he's, he's an experienced manager who really should be have gone to Bradford and turned it round for them mm. and he hasn't I mean, Chris Powell went to Southend, a middling team, and it has turned it round, you know, a bit for them. They're in good form. However, you know, will they finish above us? I don't think Southend will finish above us, even with having a manager like that come in. Um, there's no magic wand. There's no easy answer. It, uh, you know, to borrow Nathan's well-worn phrase, is Marmite. You know, some people like him, some people don't like him. I think we play better football under him than we have of our previous five or six managers mm. you know but that was only in the last sort of like two years we've had those five or six managers but we p- try and play an attack in football he tries to attack you don't see him looking out and saying right we're going to play with a bus in the back okay sometimes we should you know you're thinking hold on to a lead but you know we want to see him, we want to see attacking exciting football you're thinking you know do you want to see the Fossus and the Marshalls of, of this of this team or do you want to just not see those kind of attacking wingers mm. And you know, for Carl says, I want to have an attacking player like Fosu. I want to have an attacking player like Marshall. And I'm thinking, I'm you know, I'm with him. That's what I want to see, and that's what I want to see in football. Mm. So, uh, uh, a pro that I'd, I'd say is, is the way is probably the general feeling around the club that Carl's tried to foster. If you think about how horrible it has been over the last four years, in terms of probably getting fans on side in terms of I think he did that quite well turning around the you know even if you look at last season he was moaning about the sort of characters within the club you know there was this incident at Shrewsbury away ironically last season where where something had gone on in the dressing room beforehand and you know players not playing for the show and I do think we've changed that around I mean there's a difference between tactical now and things not going quite rightly as, as we wanted yesterday and being outplayed by a much better team 
but in terms of the general feeling around the club I mean I, I don't think Russell Slade did anything to change that here you know, he tried but I think he, he, he took, 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 probably took some things out on the wrong people and people didn't want to I mean, you have seen I mean the, we've got a lot of emails in complaining about fans who have warmed to Carl Robinson and you know the fact is we haven't had a manager too warm to over the last few years since Chris Powell so at least we've got that now you know obviously he winds people up with his, his ways and his uh, boyish excitableness after games particularly when we've lost people don't particularly want to hear it but at least it's someone that people are at times getting behind this season which we haven't seen over the last few years in my opinion No I don't tend to agree with that and uh, I mean I get where people are coming from up to a point but I think um, what is tends to be lost in all of this is, is the position we're in as a club uh, and it's not great and uh, it's it, it stems from well beyond the manager uh, now um, do you think in any other most other football clubs when you get to a point where you're heading towards January and you've got a real chance to kick on uh, having had a having had a, an, an abysmal injury record during November we won one game in no, between league game that is you know, between November and December um, but we're still there or thereabouts through picking up some plucky draws and picking up some uh, less less than plucky draws um, but then we hit January with um, I think three straight wins and you think any normal uh, club any club run normally any club with aspirations would then think right we've got the nucleus here of a, of a decent squad let's add to it let's really push on from here what do we do? we get in a few loanies and we sell our best player that's where we are you know, and uh, and much as I get people's frustrations with Carl Robinson at times, and, and, and yesterday's classic example, I wouldn't have played one up top in because of the way we had to play. Um, but um, in terms of where we've been and the managers we've had, uh, a, a huge improvement on the last four years mm. since Chris Bell's gone. You, you can't you can't argue that it, you know compared to anybody else we've had. All right, the first year under Jose Riga possibly, but. Um, <clears throat> that was a fire sale, wasn't it? We, we you know, we, we managed to drag ourselves out of it. But, you know, cons- I think I would only really judge somebody like Cole Robinson when he's got the full backing and full support and, and able- the ability to, to do what he actually wants to do. Uh, player-wise, um, tactics, yes, I agree. But, you know, um, we managed to win. I mean, we've won more away games this season than previous season, than last season. So something's worked. Mm. Something's different. Something's better. Um, is it perfect? No, of course not. Absolutely not. But you know, let's let's judge people when everything's moving in the right direction. Right, that was a good email there, Gareth, and it's had a good debate in the studio. So thank you very much for that. Right, the next one's in from Phil. Hi guys, you another awful football for a fiver performance. All but the five minutes at the start of the match, we were second best in every department. Uh, Robert says Robertson supposedly scouted Shrewsbury on Tuesday. Really, uh, both Solly and Pierce looked show, uh, slow and cumbersome. Our midfield didn't turn up and constantly gave the ball away. Our supposedly super quick wingers don't get past anyone and don't get me started about Big Josh. For me, one of the worst strikers I've ever seen in a Charlton shirt in recent years slow touch of a donkey and seems to only win a header when he's got the jump on someone just uh, too muscle bound uh, as for Robinson nice guy like his enthusiasm but totally clueless when things are not going his way I think his days and numbers when new owners take over the stench of Roland de Chatelet hangs over this club like a curse until he goes for me uh, that's my season done not going back till he's gone great show as always uh, that's from Phil, and then he just added PS credit to Shrewsbury. Uh, they played as a team, no superstars, and their managers with a plan. Uh, hope they get promoted. Love their fans, sung their hearts out, flares, and all that's from Phil. Cheers for that, uh, Phil. Good line there about the stench of Roland de Chatelet hanging over this club. Stinks around here, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, at times, right. Uh, next email comes in from Connor. Uh, says uh, uh, apart from the ten minutes, uh, the first ten minutes we were poor. The Shrewsbury's team were physical 
and pressed uh, well, meaning we lumped it forward to Josh, who had a challenge against the size of their defenders. At least eight players were over six feet uh, in the Shrewsbury team. I feel we need a team like that in order to compete at the top. They got the rough against us and pushed us around, seeing it all happen uh, against us a lot this season. Being sat behind Carl, Boyer and Jacko was quite something. I asked Carl where our big strong squad was and he replied we are small. We need to become physical and strong against top 10 sides in order to get consistent results. Uh, Marcus says, evening chaps, I was fuming after yesterday's game. Such a huge game and a letdown once again, similar to the Portsmouth defeat. If we want to have any hope in gaining a playoff spot this season, we need to do three things. We need to play three at the back, i.e. Konza, Pierce and Bauer. We need to sign Diara. Now we forgot, I forgot he's here actually. No, sign Diara and play him alongside Cashy and JFC or Aribo in a five-man midfield. Now that would beef us up, wouldn't it? Uh, Alu Diara is obviously training with us. He said, put, yeah, put either Kai Kai or Fosu up top to help Big Josh out. We have a lot of skilled individuals, but not enough experienced leaders on the pitch. Without signing Diara or a change in formation for the upcoming games, including the strong sides we face at home, we can say Talar to a promotion. Interesting. Interesting Diara. Now he would add some bite to us. He would. I mean, I'll be interested in the situation with Alu Diara. Does he actually want to, you know, he's training with us, training with us with you to actually playing? Um, and if that's true, of course you'd sign him up. Is he here because he's just trying to keep fit because, you know, he's seeing out his time now. He's, he's at a point where he's at the end of his career and he's probably hanging up his boots, but he just wants to keep fit. I don't know. I mean, it'd be interesting to know what the actual situation with Alu Diara is because a fit Alu Diara would, go in, would walk into most sides, I think, especially mm. at this level. Maybe I think he had to, he gave some quotes to the the club website during the week. I, I think if if we like the look of him, I think I'm certain we could get hold of him uh, for for the last uh, few knockings of this season. Right, Freddie uh, Wells says hi guys. I came away from the valley with a sense of incredible frustration yesterday. I think Carl and the team have done a fantastic job this year and was hoping they'd be able to show this off with a good performance in front of a big crowd. It seems like a big opportunity missed to increase crowds for the rest of the season. We started the game well and gave the crowd something to cheer with some early chances, but Charlton being Charlton, we weren't ruthless enough, word of the season, uh, to get into an early lead and allowed Shrewsbury to settle. Once they settled, Shrewsbury used their immense physical presence to dominate us all over the field and to dictate the flow of the game. Don't understand why we tried a direct reproach. Uh, it seems that Shrews had Giants playing in every position uh, and playing the long ball was what they wanted. Every ball sent up towards the centre-backs was dealt with easily. Conversely, the Shrewsbury number nine did everything we want McGuinness to do. He held the ball up well and was a nightmare for our centre-backs. They were bullied all afternoon and couldn't beat him in the air. Very disappointed with Pierce, who looked second best all game and Konza never recovered after conceding the penalty. Similarly, Solly and De Silva couldn't handle the wingers and fullbacks who gave them a torrid time. All afternoon, the midfielders were shocking too. Forster Kasky disappeared from the first whistle. Aribo didn't make the most of his chance in the number 10 row. And Kashi in particular was dreadful. He couldn't pass to a red shirt and gave the ball away carelessly too often. His tackle, the spark, the brawl made me think of Reza's red card against Huddersfield. It seemed like he tried to get off early. Kai Kai and Marshall were kept out of the game by the opposition fullbacks in our direct style. We started the game playing the ball wide and putting balls into the box, which was causing the opposition problems. When we stopped doing that, Shrewsbury got into the game and Marshall and Kai Kai spent most of the game running back to their own goal. The only player that came out of this with any credit is Ben Amos, who made a great penalty save, which should have set us on our way to a great result. We can't afford any more performances like this, or we can wave the playoffs goodbye. That's a very concise email there, Freddie. Thanks for that. It's plenty of good points. Uh, in there and it's uh, probably fair to go through the entire squad and list out and none of them stood out as good yesterday unfortunately because uh, that was the way it was Red white, red and White CFC uh, says I want to see wins that's the bottom line we play some good stuff but uh, he uh, Robbo will be judged on results simple as that and that's been poor 
over all and uh, London League user says you can't defend Robertson by saying he's better than the last few managers big deal hardly difficult no uh, no no don't get me wrong I'd agree with that (laughs) I was trying to just put things in perspective that's all yeah right (laughs) right a couple of tweets coming to my own account as well actually uh, uh, Dempsey said a target man who can't win headers a defence who apparently don't listen to Carl because they're not meant to pass side to side plus a winger in Marshall still hasn't found his strengths uh, in the league uh, versus possibly the best in the league so they're say, saying why it went uh, wrong uh, yesterday and Ryan Tate says it was gutless it was spineless it was pathetic Solly just needs uh, Solly just lets people uh, go past him now it needs to be dropped the two centre halves were pretty poor as was Joey De Silva the whole midfield were a disgrace Big Josh had no service, so you can't really fault him. Uh, he says manager has one more game, in his opinion. I mean, I mean, it's, it, that's not going to happen, in my opinion, because Ronan's not going to sack him because of the whole situation. It cost him money as well. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, that, that's what I mean by the, by the whole situation. <laughs> um, I mean, do you, do you think? I mean, let's say this un, under a normal circumstance, do you think Robbo's job would be in question now? We are still just outside the playoffs. We've still now. got a couple I, of games in hand. I think probably pre over the Christmas period. Yeah. It would, you know, I think people were looking then and thinking, you know, in a normal season he'd have probably been gone. Um, but it's not, we're not a normal club, <laughs> unfortunately, at the moment. Um, but then again, we did, I mean, uh, would, that, would normal owners have taken into consideration the amount of injuries we had at the time? Because we were, we, we were fairly threadbare in that period, weren't we? True. I don't, the thing is, I think a lot of owners don't care. Well, I mean, that's it's, fairly, you fairly know, you true. Can, you can throw a stick at anyone in the football league now and you'll hit an owner who doesn't give them... Um, yeah, good point. Give, give us something. <laughs> right, let's have a quick break. Um, I think we're going to quickly do the brawls after after the uh, this break because we need to lighten up for a little while. So talk about our favourite fights. Uh, I thought you were uh, starting one. Yeah, oh, no, we can have a quick brawl in the studio. <laughs> do you need the brawl if you want? And, uh, then we'll also talk about why our record against uh, the top ten has been so bad and try and work out why that is. Back in 30 seconds here on Charlton Live. For the run of De Silva, he's looking to get beyond Kane, but uh, Kane, well, he played the ball and De Silva's nipped in and taken it off him. Back into the ball! Oh, it's superbly finished by Josh McGuinness! Lovely work from De Silva to Rob Kane on the right hand side, the Charlton left outside the penalty area. He nipped into the penalty area along the touchline, ball back into the six yard box and finished by McGuinness. Welcome back to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. Mendonca and Asda says, uh, Football for Five, are you having a laugh? Should be asking for a refund after that shambles. The highlight of the day was the trip to the pub beforehand, which made it bearable. Uh, unlike a certain food chain, it looks like the chickens may be coming home to roost for Mr. Robinson. Uh, yeah, <laughs> really did that. Yeah, very clever. Uh, right, um, now yesterday at the end of the game, uh, towards the end of the game, there was a big old brawl. And now, slightly disappointed that there wasn't more punches thrown. We're not one of these shows like, you know, on Sky Sports, when, oh, we don't want to see that. We want to see that. I love that sort of stuff. I, I love a good fight. I love it when uh, that sort of stuff kicks off. Slightly disappointed, you know. We'd already lost the game. Throw a few punches. That's my view. <laughs> um, so, uh, so everyone, everyone, you know, broadcasters always have to pretend they don't want to see it. Oh, it's uh, ruining the game. Blah, blah. 
that sort of stuff is funny. Now, yesterday, <laughs> so yesterday's got me thinking, oh, I wonder what everyone's favourite uh, brawl is. Now, obviously, Tell, you, you mentioned at the top of the show, the most famous one, of course, was when um, when we had two players sent off for brawling with each the, other. The scuffle between uh, Flanagan and Owls. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, I mean, there was a lot of um, Chinese whispers about that particular and why it happened. There were some quite incredible stories coming out at the time. Uh, but I think, basically, it was a case of... Um, uh, Derek Ells was there, um, went away on his big move to uh, which was first Derby or West Ham? I can't remember now. Um, and basically, Flanagan stayed put and became the new darling of the Covenant. Uh, was scoring goals for fun and was—I mean, he was—he was a great player, Flash Flanagan. Um, and then we got Derek Ells back, and then suddenly all the attention went from uh, Flash to Derek. Uh, quite, quite rightly so, Killer Ells. And uh, I don't think. Uh, um, Mike Flanagan took too kindly to that, and I think that they didn't really speak much when he came back, and it just mm. uh, it just festered for a while until that happened. And I think um, I think Flash might have said something like, uh, um, you know, called him might have called him lazy because he was never the uh, the most industrious of players outside the penalty area. It was uh, was killer, um, and it kicked off. Mm. Now, obviously, um, I-, I wanted to hear what other people's favourite brawls. Have you, you guys got anyone off the top of your head that you? I there was one. At, uh, there was one at Palace involving a French striker that I thought was always a good one. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> That's the man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was fair uh, I mean, there's a couple. I put it on the forum earlier to see if anyone uh, had any memories. Dave Memmott said he's not brawl, but Garth Crooks once cuffed Mark Stewart in a game at Celeste against Luton. Uh, he remembers. Um, uh, now Charlton Park Lane said there's a the friendly with the Italian side in early 2000. It was a, oh, it was yeah. a it was a testimonial for someone, wasn't yeah. it? And I think. Paoli even got sent off in that. Yeah, which, yeah. Which I then <laughs> chasing around. I think it was a that. really, a really yeah. violent. <laughs> Apparently, the in the Anglo-Italian, the away leg. I know I wasn't at it, but um, that was tasty as well. Carlo, yeah. Carlo, even Carlo got angry that day. <laughs> well, cool. what about the Battle of the Bridge? Battle now, of the bridge, when yeah. uh, when, yeah. Carl, uh, when Cole Eban was knocked out and then yeah. chased the Chelsea player around, yeah, saying, that, "If yeah. I ever see you down Lewisham High Street." <laughs> Carlo very rarely got angry. He was always a better play when he got angry. I always found. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Battle of the Bridge is, is probably up there as well. Yeah, and uh, that's where, in fact golf addict points. There's a few people pointed out this one. It says so. He says Lieber versus Chelsea 1988. Not a brawl as such, but it would have been if he hadn't been stopped yeah, exactly. by a couple of his own teammates. Now a couple of people have mentioned Lloyd Sam up at Hull. It was an evening game a few years ago. Ended up that. with Lloyd Sam getting sent off and and one of their players as well. Uh, Sebo mentioned it as well. He said I remember the brawl at Hull in 2007 in that evening game where Lloyd Sam was sent off with one of their players uh, I think it all started because of a tackle um, now uh, Chris says do any of you oh, he goes do any of you remember the battle of the bridge uh, Carl Levan got knocked spark out when he came mm. through uh, he tried to get retribution and he said we actually relegated Chelsea that day as we well we did yes yeah. as well. so there you go uh, so if you have a favourite brawl let us know uh, studio at charltonlive.co.uk uh, or tweet us at Charlton Live. Uh, try and uh, lighten the mood a little bit but we've done that now and we're going to go back on to the miserable stuff isn't it, it's strange isn't it? lighten the mood by remembering punch ups <laughs> well like I said I, I'm ne- I've never been one of those broadcasters to pretend that we don't like seeing fans run on the pitch and fights and stuff I mean it's, it, when the games look anyway and you need something to lift the spirit sometimes, sometimes the players getting involved in a big brawl uh, is, is exactly what you want <laughs> right uh, now uh, let's, let's uh, dampen the mood again our, our record against the top 10 this season now team, so I'm talking about the team that is the teams that are currently in the top 10 so they may not have been in the top 10 uh, when we played them yep. uh, but our, the, the current top 10 our record is played 11 1-2 drawn 3 and lost 6 now obviously if you think about the fact that if we, if we do get in the playoffs we're most likely going to be playing a team that's currently in the top 10 let's focus on the positive, who are the two we beat? 
so the two we won were the two nil away win at Rotherham and the t- and the one nil away win at Bradford. So Rotherham are currently in the top six, right? Yeah. So that's who we want to face in the semis, and then Bradford to make a late run with us, um, we meet them in the final. Happy days, we're in. <laughs> Well, there we go. Sorry, I mean, but I mean, obviously, obviously, our record against the top ten is going to is going to worry yeah, us because that is likely that who we're going to play. Yeah, but I mean, you look at it. I mean, I think the Blackburn game was pretty much, you know, they, they said, you know, they were lucky to get away with that. We had played really well and were, were virtually unlucky to lose that one two nil. Um, Wigan, you know, to take a point at Wigan when Wigan were flying at home, you know, I think you'd, you'd look at that as almost as a positive, not as a negative. Oh, we didn't beat Wigan at their place, but. I think you take you know a positive out of that. Plymouth at the start of the season. I mean, no one expected Plymouth to be as high as they are now. I mean, they're on a terrific run. So you know, it's as again, you know, you could pick out virtually any any ten out of that league, and we've probably got a mixed record against them. So you know, as as to the top ten at the moment. So you know, I think you've got to look almost half glass half full sometimes at some of these results and go you know what you know which one of these games the Scunthorpe game the two goals they scored were worldies absolute worldies and like like yesterday you've got to put your hands up and say you know what we lost we didn't actually deserve to win mm. the other team were better that day you know is it down to one thing in particular no it's, it's not you know we, we've won when we've been bad we've won when we've been good so not that often this season mm-hmm. but it's you know, I think you've just got to take everything as it comes. I mean, I know you're a great lover of stats and stuff, but I think sometimes it can make you... I mean, the mill will say, oh, you know, you haven't beaten us for so many years. We weren't in the same division for, you know, 20-odd seasons with them. So, mm. it, you know, stats can always be what you make them. Mm. Well, uh, if you look at our remaining... F- we've only got five home fixtures left, actually, and now four of them are against teams... In that top ten as well, which to, to add to that, I know, I know, you know, you, you play the game as it lies as such, but there, there are still better teams to come to the valley. If you look at uh, our last four home games against Plymouth, who, like I said, have, have jumped into that top ten recently, and in fact they jumped into the playoffs. They've still got Rotherham, Scunthorpe, and Blackburn Rovers uh, to come at home, so, so that is going to test us. So we need to know, we need to think how are we going to beat these teams. So I put it out on Twitter earlier, saying what does Carl Robinson need to do in order to improve our record against the top 10 London in it? Giza says resign. <laughs> uh, uh, Martin says send that garbage Kai Kai back to the filth for start. Absolute garbage. I'd rather be rubbish with Charlton players in the team than with any Palace players in the team. Says we're also too predictable. Uh, we go four, We need to go 4-4-2 with McGuinness and a Jose at home. Uh, and the Lapata also says uh, that Carl needs to resign. Uh, Jason Faye said he needs to have a plan B. He's stubborn, he's tactically inept and he's full of waffle uh, as well uh, TFT says uh, Robinson could resign and let someone else have a go uh, maybe someone not so obsessed with 4-2-3-1 and didn't look to constantly blame others for their tactical ineptitude and shortcomings um, uh, Red and White CFC says 5 wins in 18 games if the new owners do take over I think uh, that Robinson won't be here uh, next season now James uh, has said uh, at times Robbo's tactics or lack of them has cost us they apparently do their homework on opposition uh, but how will how they will play but doesn't change the way we play we were rubbish yesterday uh, for me so was he we need to sort it out as they need to play for him uh, and action the plan it's so frustrating watching Charlton at the moment we have the quality just not the desire on paper we had the better side yesterday but you never thought it. we were just average but we shouldn't be uh, we have players to be in the top two uh, James also as we don't play of a team Robbo says they didn't stick to the game plan he's on the sideline and nothing changed what did he say at half time the second half was as uh, last the same as the last 35 of the first half We were uh, they were first to everything yesterday 
we can't get in amongst them. He needs to mix it up. We're too easy to read. Same every week. Subs didn't make a difference to Jose. He's a goal poacher and he played in midfield. Right, Steve Catley says we need to play two up front and find a midfielder who puts his foot in, goes forward. Uh, Parker, Kinsella, Cousins, etc. Stop the tippy-tappy with 4-2-3-1. Players aren't good enough for that and practice defending crosses into the box. He says, other than that, we're doing just fine. Fry <laughs> uh, Fury says he needs to learn to be more pragmatic when it comes to tactics. He can achieve this as he did it against Wigan away. Five wins in the last 18 games proves it's not working. Forget our early good start. That was five months ago. Get into the present. He's lucky to still be here, in my opinion. And Dan Sheed uh, when asked what we can do to improve uh, our record against the top tennis. We need to go 3-5-2 with an uninjured De Silva and Marshall operating as win backs. Right, we're going to run out of time. We've still got to do the... Um, uh, they look back at sorry the, the player in focus with uh, Fossu so we're going to have a quick break here on Charlton Live when we come back we're going to do that that Fossu player in focus we showed until the last second a good desire and they got rewarded for it uh, so they still the whole team showed that they really want really want really want want really really want want really really want really 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 if you want to be my lover. So welcome back. It's Charlton Live. It's, of course, uh, Kai Kai doing as a player in focus. I wasn't focusing, ironically, there. Hey. And, uh, and forgot. Now, just before we, we do that, um, London Indigiza, talking of Brawl, said, I remember Hale sent off hey, at Fulham just reading that. for laying one of their players at an FA Cup tie at the Cottage, causing a mass brawl. Can you remember I that one? I'm trying to know. I, I, I should have been there. Uh, that, was that the one where Hale's actually scored the winner uh, at Craven Cottage in the FA Cup? If it is, I, I remember the goal because mm. I was right behind it, but I don't remember the brawl, if I'm honest mm. with you. Well, that's always my favourite part of the game, the brawl. So I'm sort of disappointed you don't remember it. Right, um, Bob, Bob reminded me it was Derby first he went to. Yeah, uh, excellent. Right, um, so yeah, yesterday was the third start that Sully Kai Kai has made. And obviously, he's one of our two. No, we, we knew we knew the situation we were in in January. We weren't able to sign players on permanent deals. But we were getting players in on loan, and we ended up getting uh, Gyro and Kai Kai, as well as um, Mavadidi, of course, is uh, injured and gone back to Arsenal for his recovery until he's ready to come back now Kai Kai is the one who's made the most he started all three of our uh, of our last three games now uh, what have you made of him so far Tell and, and Mark you, you get the feeling there's, some, there's a player there because the first five minutes as yesterday he, um, everything that w- we did well w- almost went through him but then disappeared and I, and I think that's been the problem uh, he seems to look like a half decent player and a good player but then disappear for fair chunks of the game uh, and that would be my assessment so far. Um, is it worth having him? <sighs> if you'd have asked me when we got him, even with Gyro, I would have said yes because it's you know it's new bodies, it's it's extra players that we can use. And if he if he played for ninety minutes, like he played for five, then absolutely yes. Um, but um, would I prefer to have uh, Carlin back? Probably. <laughs> Mark. Um, I was excited when we you know when we got him on loan because I think remembering what he did last season on loan at Rosebery, you know, and seeing the goals he scored for them, thought to myself, you know what, he's, he'll be a good player for us. Um, you know, we talked about it whether he he's not really a bench player because he's got to be interested from the beginning. Um, but you know, he's had three chances and I don't think he's 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 shown us what he could do, so I don't think he's worth. Um, starting with him um, Carlin had to go out Carlin had to start games I don't think if he'd stayed here he'd have probably got 5-10 minutes if that he wouldn't have been the starter I think it's doing him good being where he is we'll, we'll get the benefit from Mahern Grant next season um, you know he started games he's, he scored 3 out of 5 for them 
So, you know, I'd think it was the right thing to let him go and get starts. Mm. I don't think he'd have been starting anyway. So, you know, for Kakai, I mean, I'd be interested to, to start Zyro because he can play a wing, apparently. Yeah, you know, his, so, his fitness seems to be in He's question. got some height on him, yeah. so... Yeah, his fitness seems to be in question, so we'll see. Anyway, right, so I asked you guys what you made of our player in focus this week, which is today, Kai Kai. Uh, Valley Floyd Fred said it's shocking. It's, if that's their star that, talking about Palace, uh, future superstar, then God bless that shower of so-and-so that is Crystal <laughs> Palace. Uh, Super Clyer said it's not good enough. I'd rather give Carlin a go. At least he's one of ours. Uh, London Nick Giza said he's absolutely abysmal after his performance at MK how on earth he started yesterday I'll never know Elliot says he's arguably the best player at the club when he's got the ball at his feet but he's got the movement of a five year old he was electric in the first ten minutes on Saturday but then got marked out of the game too easily he's a big upgrade though on Botaka from uh, last <laughs> season Martin says he's absolute rubbish get rid of him uh, David Letchworth said he's shocking we don't need him send him back and play our own youth players uh, Charlton Strife said he's bang average looks like he can't uh, be bothered the quickest he moved yesterday was when Robbo subbed him off send him back to Palace Red and White CFC said he's not very good and finally John Taylor said he looked good when he linked up with Fossu uh, against Bradford but since then he's not looked interested on Saturday he was shocking one more performance like that and we might as well send him back down the road to the Nigels right that's uh, uh, taken us all the way to the end uh, of this evening's show it's flown by really considering that we haven't had actually much audio today it's a very short interview with Carl uh, and no highlights um, so thanks uh, that's because you guys have uh, got involved so much so thanks very much uh, to all of you for sending in your stuff Mark and Tell thanks for coming in this evening thank you yeah, you're welcome Cheers. and uh, we'll be back on first anyone who's going to the quiz tomorrow night yep, down at Bexley tomorrow. Heath uh, you'll see us all there uh, come and say hello and slag off our views which is, <laughs> which is, which is what we're there for really. we won't have time for the quiz yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, so yeah we'll see you there thanks for listening uh, I've been Louis Mendes hope you've enjoyed it we'll see you on Thursday <laughs> Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.